0: His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim.
1: You may not know this, and it might come to a shock for you, but Jim and our producer, is very musically inclined. Mm-hmm. Quite amazing. Check, it, check out this little, do a little riff for us on your a guitar. Little a little riff on the guitar. Proved it, didn't we? Not only that, but Jim Mann is quite the lyricist. As a matter of fact, Jim Mann, if he would write the songs you hear on his radio, it would be totally different. So we're gonna put you on the spot, all right, Jim? Sure, sure. Okay, so here we go. This is Need to Breathe. Now here's here's the line of the song.
2: Daddy was a preacher. She was his wife. Just try to make the world a little better, you know, shine a
1: light. Okay. What if Jim Mann wrote this song? How would it turn out? Jim? We can make it
2: more personal here.
1: Daddy was a plumber.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He worked on pipes. Not the kind that comes to your house, but the construction type.
0: It's his morning crew. I first read one of Melanie Schenkel's books last year, and she's just so funny and real, and I just loved it. And now she's releasing a devotional called Everyday Holy. And here's a little snippet from uh, one of the days. She says, You know what I'm tired of right now? Watching Christians eat their own. I'm talking about all the attacking and backbiting and endless arguments over what Jesus said and how he said it and who's right and who's wrong. I'll never claim to be a great theologian, largely because I'm not a theologian, but I believe in a God who loves mercy and grace. I believe in a God who tells us that without love, we are just clanging cymbals. Don't get me wrong. I believe we're all called to examine God's word and know it, to be able to give an answer for what we believe and why we believe. But when we use that knowledge to belittle others or condemn them, no ma'am. Just like 1 Corinthians 13 one says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging symbol. She goes on to say, I do not want to serve a God who fits into my limited understanding. I don't want to serve a God who can be completely explained in the human realm. I want a God who is so much bigger than me that I'll spend the rest of my life trying to know him more, love him more, and serve him better.
1: That speaks volumes. Mm. Boy, we hurt each other so much and so easily. We have this book. Before you can even buy it, you can win it off our Facebook page, Everyday Holy. All you have to do is just tell us how you find God in those small moments in your life. Surf on over to the Facebook page and you'll be able to win that by the end of the week. Rob, Allison, and Jim.
0: If you're not familiar with Rob's Big Losers, it started about a dozen years ago when Rob Dempsey himself decided to get healthy and get fit and joined uh, welcomed in others to join him in that process.
1: I was over 300 pounds and with my help or with help with my friends from the YMCA, uh, we were able to help a lot of people go through that very same journey for 12 weeks to kickstart their life of health. And here's the cool thing, Edie is one of our Rosbick losers this year. You are doing so well, Edie.
3: I am super excited. This has been a life changer for me.
1: Yeah, you even have been so real on your blog posts at HisRadio.com with Rob's Big Losers. You were talking about some of the pitfalls that you had in your little three-day vacation that you just had.
3: Yes, it was, it was difficult and I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning that um, I go to food automatically. And so this whole process has helped me replace those automatic impulses with with healthier things like going to God first and then uh, exercise and using that as a stress reliever rather than a bag of chips.
0: <laughs> Satan really had you believing a lot of lies. And can you share one of those and how you learned that it wasn't true?
3: Well, one of the things that I have always done is is I do a lot of public speaking and teaching and so I have always hidden my weight issues and pretended like they didn't exist but because I hid them um, Satan used that to tell me that I was less than everybody else I was fat I was ugly I was stupid I couldn't be a good Christian because I didn't manage my weight and one of the things that I'm learning is that that it's not what I do it's who I belong to and God wants me to be healthy but he doesn't measure my worth by my uh, by the number of pounds that show up on the scale
1: One thing that you said in one of your blog posts is, I used to think of healthy living as a sacrifice, but you think differently now.
3: Yes, I did. I used to think that living healthy meant I had to give up stuff. And instead, it means that I have the freedom to do so many other things. I thought it was going to bind me up. And instead, it has just released me to a whole new world. That is such a beautiful perspective. And you made
0: another discovery about yourself. You thought you were a night owl, and it turns out (laughs) you're one of
3: us. (laughs) Yes, I really am, I really am. I grew up in a house, my dad was a classical musician, my mother's an artist, they're both huge night owls. And so I grew up with that kind of, time clock and um, through this journey I found that my best time to work out is in the morning and it just jump starts my day. Um, I get up, I have prayer time, I go work out, I come back, I have my devotion time with my husband and then I have a little quiet time and then it's still only 8.30 and I can get started and my day just seems to, it everything has found a rhythm.
1: That is so amazing (laughs) that you've clicked into that in your life. It's a whole paradigm shift for you, Edie. And we're so proud of the accomplishments that you've done. 12 weeks is just about up and the rest of your journey is going to begin. So what happens after the 12 weeks?
3: Well, actually the last couple of weeks I've been a little concerned about that. So I've reached out to some people at the Y and Leslie and talked about that. And um, I'm trying to build in some accountability. And I'm also trying to, I'm journaling every single day so that I can remember what this is like uh, I know that when I don't work out I really miss it but if I go too long with working out I get fearful about coming back mm. and so I've got to be I've got to be on on track.
1: That's Edie Melson. She's one of our Rosbig losers here at His Radio. Follow her journey and everybody else's right through our website, hisradio.com. You'll see the Rosbig losers blog right there at hisradio.com.
2: Rob, Allison, and Jim.
1: Our producers, Jim Mann, got a quiz for him. Jim, what is the Mac Pack?
2: Uh, you get some iPads, some pieces of paper, and a pen. Right?
1: He certainly does not know what it is. And, uh, one more, one more try. Yeah. What is the Mac Pack?
2: Then you get like a TV, uh, and then you get an apple.
1: <laughs> he, he's great. hungry. He wants a snack. MacBook Pro, brand new iPhone, and an Apple TV 4K. That is the Mac Pack giveaway. You could win that despite what Jim thinks it is. We just told you what it is, and you can win that on the first day of Friendraiser. And very easy to get involved with his radio to get registered.
0: Yeah, just give your gift of support, and uh, you'll be supporting the ministry that you know and love, and you'll also be entered to win a really cool prize. Of course, no gift is required.
1: You can call on the first day of Friendraiser for no Gift and just say, just register me for the Mac Pack. Or if you give a gift now because it is our fundraiser and we're raising the operational budget for this listener supported radio station, you'll automatically be registered for this Mac Pack. It's the MacBook Pro, the brand new iPhone, and an Apple TV 4K. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Our producer, Jim Mann, here at his radio, he has such a strong feeling for cats. So we present to you yet another cat story from Uncle Jim.
2: This is about a young lad named Madden Humphreys, seven years old. He was bullied. Bullied on the school bus. Don't you hate that? Doesn't that mm, break your heart?
0: It does break my heart.
2: Because he's got a cleft lip and a and he's heterochromia chromia iridum. He's got two color eyes. When, one's brown and one is green blue green.
1: Oh for real. Hmm, yeah. That's cool.
2: It's a rare thing. It's kind of cool. I now mean, you shouldn't be bullied for that. He should no. be like, "Man, I wish my eyes were like that." That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. So he I mean, he even put a video out uh, his his mom encouraged him to do that. Uh talk about against bullying. Bullyingism. <laughs> Listen to this message.
0: Don't be mean to other
1: Show
2: everybody kindness. Isn't that cute? Don't you just want him as your friend?
1: I want to give him a hug. Show everybody kindness, he says. Yeah, well, through a friend,
2: a friend saw this, I guess, on the internet or something, but there was a cat up for adoption. Exact same thing, two color eyes, same color in in the same eyes, and cleft palate.
3: Wow!
0: I know. What so are the odds?
2: The odds are against them, <laughs> but they went ahead and drove there, and some people like raised some money so they get there. Apparently, it was far away, and they got this cat. Now they're like best friends.
1: That's cool. I mean, their eyes
2: are identical incredible the color and everything it's inseparable i'm mm. sure mm-hmm. so there my friends is your cat story what kind of cat hangs out in your house
1: house
0: cat
2: what kind of cat hangs out in the alley, alley. cat. what kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar kit kat yeah. oh. <laughs> what kind of cat are you Who? Oh. what <laughs> kind of cat are you oh. what what <laughs> Tell me,
0: tell me, true. What kind of cat are you? I'll give you those
2: fools, cuz what kind of cat, oh, cat are my you? my whiskers. Rob, Allison, and
0: Jim. Brent Walker is a fifth grade teacher in Tampa, and he wanted to do something special for his students for Easter. So he went to Walmart to pick up some plastic eggs for an Easter egg hunt. But while he was there, he noticed those pre-made Easter baskets. The shelves were full of them, but they were $10 each, and he knew he couldn't afford to buy one for each student, but he really wanted to bless them. So he put up this post on social media and asked his friends if any of them would willing to sponsor a child in his class for $10 so that he could get them an Easter basket. And within an hour, he had $700, which was more than enough to buy a basket for each student. It was such a wonderful surprise for the kids. And more than giving them Easter treats, it showed them that people really care about them. I keep telling him there are people all over the world that you don't even know
1: who are giving money to help you succeed um, and and, and caring about your education. And so this is a great example of that, of people giving because they care about my students that they've ever met. That's awesome.
0: Mm -hmm. And he does have some leftover money, so he's going to use that for other classroom activities. Now, all year long, Brent has been trying to teach his students that kindness and action equals joy
1: truth yes oh my word i think you just schooled everybody on how to do that
2: yeah you might not know this but there's people all over the world just looking for a cause to give to there's good people out there
1: mornings with his morning crew jim man evidently he knows how to cook
2: oh my goodness yes and i love cooking with ketchup and mustard especially when it comes to cakes hmm?
1: What? Whoa, that sounds a little disgusting. What no. do you do, pour it on your cake or something? No, no, no.
2: Everyone loves a good ketchup and mustard cake. It's a, The uh, the cake itself is made of ketchup, and the icing is made of mustard.
0: So is it savory then? Oh, is it's Is there fantastic. sugar in this? What are you talking about? Well, of
2: course, uh, there's butter, there's brown sugar, there's eggs, flour, all that kind of stuff. Cinnamon in but then ketchup. Hmm. And a little food dye to make it look very red. But uh, and then the icing, it's got butter and powdered sugar, but mustard. Is
1: this a real thing? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's very pretty.
0: And then you cut up little hot dogs and decorate the top.
2: Oh, don't be weird. <laughs> don't be weird. <laughs> uh, Where does the
0: relish come in?
2: Oh, you just relish this cake. <laughs> it looks fabulous, doesn't it? No, I like it.
1: I'm. I think I'm gonna get sick. Okay.
0: Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim.
2: You know I'm an authority on pillow fights. So. He
0: is such <laughs> the oh authority. Oh my God. <laughs> sounds so wrong.
2: Being in the Guinness World Book of Records, uh, which I was just told it's been broken, but that's okay. Oh. I was in there for a while.
0: Is that why you have that tear in your yeah,
2: okay.
1: It's Jim, and how many other people in
0: that it was, pillow it was, fight?
2: There was just a few 10,000 of us. There it. you go, okay. It was in an arena, okay? It's not really weird.
0: How many years did you hold it, that record for?
2: Uh, well, it's probably been at least 10 years. My mm-hmm. shoulder still hurts. You had a good run. Yeah, I had to wear a helmet and everything. But in Japan... Pillow fighting is a serious sport. Hmm. We're talking a sport. They take this seriously. I mean, they're in the gym. They have these mats where you have to stay on your mat. It's a team thing, and there's a guy with a blanket as, like, a shield. <laughs> and then the, and they all start laying underneath these big quilted blankets, and they jump up, and they're throwing pillows. If you get hit by a pillow, even if you catch it, you're out.
1: Is this, like... Mm. Is this like dodgeball?
2: Yeah, with pillows? it's a variation of that. Yeah, yeah, except for you got a shield. You got a shield. That's kind of cool.
1: And you can't catch the pillow. And you can't even catch
2: it. Yeah, dodgeball, uh. if you catch it, the other guy's out. Right. Here, you just catch it, you're out. You get laid
1: out. But down. you can deflect it with a blankie.
2: Yeah, with a little blankie. That's and amazing. It's not, competitive. Yeah, not a lot of pads are uh. used, but uh, I just love it. OK. No one's gotten hurt.
1: What's it officially <laughs> called?
2: Uh, pillow fighting. That's it? Yeah. How did they come up with these names? They probably know me. They probably know of me because, you know, being in the Guinness World Book of Records. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.